You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. We're looking at all the stuff falling out of the 2020 NFL Draft, the draft grades, the analysis, uh, the post-draft power rankings, looking at uh, teams as we uh, turn our attention, what we'll have coming up soon here, the next on the NFL calendar in this uh, Interesting virtual offseason will be the schedule release. So looking forward to that. There'll be more analysis coming out there. We're going to continue here. We need to talk about three more teams here, offseason guides. We hit uh, 28 of these teams before the draft, but we had to circle back and take care of these teams after. And again, we'll keep giving you team-by-team breakdowns here uh, later in the offseason. So we'll have an update there when we have a little bit better idea of value but we also want to see where we're setting up here with advanced scouting for this team so if you want to check out any of the previous 29 teams that we've done uh, we started with the Broncos and the AFC West yesterday you can uh, check those shows out anything you missed also with my draft reaction recap from the 3 days of the 2020 NFL draft you can check that out as well but we have to move on here to the Chiefs and their offseason guide here in this episode. And uh, with the the Chiefs, I think the first thing you look at is what do they do here for an encore with Patrick Mahomes after winning Super Bowl 54? Patrick Mahomes, we know, had the special season, carried a lot of teams to fantasy victory there in 2019. He did it a little bit more, of course, in 2018 with that breakout MVP season. But he... We know is a special talent, and uh, he's not going to stop but producing here at all for this team. I don't think there's any reason he'll have a drop-off. I don't think anything connected to his contract, whether it's uh, frustration or maybe just wanting to get the deal done, handsiness there for his contract extension, or the fact that he could sign it and then change things up. But when you look at it last year, I know the numbers dropped significantly there, 26-5 and five here for him in 14 games, but he did uh, miss a couple with that knee injury. So he's probably looking at uh, well over 30, with only for the five interceptions there, 4,000 passing yards. So clearly they passed a lot less. The yards per attempt were pretty comparable, though, 8.8, 8.3 there for Mahomes as it dropped off there. When you look at it uh, overall, we know Mahomes – even though those two games missed, finished eighth overall in fantasy scoring in terms of total points, just under 300 there in most scoring formats. If you look at points per game, however, he was six. So we know he's way up there as number one in uh, points per game a couple years ago in that MVP season with 50 scores. Here uh, he falls really still pretty solid here. Uh, finishing behind Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. We know they're running efforts at a big deal. Dak Prescott was also monstrous with his touchdown passes and passing yards. Matthew Stafford was very good in points per game before he went down there with a back injury. So look at uh, Mahomes. The only other person he was behind was Jameis Winston last year. So again, that's in terms of points per game. A lot of that was tied to not having the touchdown total as high as it is. 
And we know the injury slowed him down a little bit because it was two games, the knee. It also took him some time to recover. I don't think it was until that Chargers Monday night game where he kind of uh, totally felt himself and uh, was kind of in that form that we saw all throughout the 2018 season and early in the 2019 season. So let's look at his numbers. I mean, yeah, I mean, that plays out. I mean, you look at early in 2019, three touchdown passes against the Jaguars, came back with four against the Raiders, three against the Ravens. He was well on his way here. He had a weird shutout game against the Lions, only had one against the Colts. So those were two weird games, but he still won over 300 there. And then 3-1-3, So when you look at that, I mean, he worked his way back in slowly. They didn't overwork him in terms of the pass attempts. Chiefs were just a better team overall where they can run the ball and play some defense. So the attempts went down there when you look at it. So what we want to see from Mahomes uh, looking at the attempts per game, I mean, that was, looking at the average, it was still a pretty good clip for him and what he wanted to do. So when you look at that, uh, getting uh, 484, when you uh, look at that over the course of 14 games, that would be an average of about 35 attempts. So that's still pretty healthy when you think about that with Mahomes there in the previous season. So if you took take that as uh, 35 attempts, the previous season over 16 games, it was 36 attempts. So not much difference there. The production, of course, there's there's a bit of regression to where it should have been with the numbers a little bit. So he would have been well over 30. They had a lot of uh, also rushing touchdowns that were different here that we didn't necessarily expect for them but Mahomes the bottom line is he wasn't a drop-off season at all for him last year it was just had that hiccup again affected him in a few games he played hurt a little bit and it, it just happens touchdown fluctuation is one thing but in terms of yardage and uh, that with uh, his uh, interceptions and uh, efficiency he was a little on point there as well. So it's just a drop off Miley. But Mahomes, I think this would say there's going to be a take to the mean here with Mahomes. So I'm looking at 35 touchdowns from Mahomes, about 46 to 4,800 yards here. That, that would make sense to balance things out here and keep up that yards per attempt clip there, well over eight. So. Again, uh, I think Mahomes, there's going to be some cool off here, but he's still, to me, right there with uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson as the target there as elite tier fantasy quarterback here in 2020. Now, things have stayed the same around him, so that's good. Tyree Kills there, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Michael Hardman. I think you'll see Hardman have a slightly bigger role because Watkins and Robinson are free agents there in 2021. So they're both coming back now. They didn't cut Watkins. They brought back Robinson on a one-year deal. But I, I expect they want to see more of Hardman to see what he can do there if, if he needs to take over here. The other receivers are Byron Pringle, Jody Fortson, Garrick Dieter, and Felton Davis III. Yes, I'm not making these names up. They are there behind the Chiefs receiver. So I expect Robinson to see maybe less a role, Hardman to maybe Pass Watkins here as a big playmaker from Mahomes in year two. We thought Hardman was just a contingency plan for Tyreek Hill 
But Hill worked out. He was on the field doing his thing. Hardman uh, showed flashes here, but I think he can be a little bit more consistent here. When you look at uh, what you got out of uh, Tyree Kill, it wasn't the same, of course, with the touchdowns uh, not coming necessarily, but still finishes as a wide receiver three at 10.9. So that should definitely go up here uh, just ahead of Devonta Adams. So part of that was uh, just not having the same touchdown pop here that we saw from Tyree Kill. So you look at it, I think that he has also has a chance to go up. 860 and 7 only for Tyree Kill. So a bit of disappointment there. Had uh, some issues of his own uh, staying on the field and staying as uh, productive as he was the year before and still managed to finish there in that conversation as a pretty high-end wide receiver three. So good rebound candidate there. He's probably going to be a value pick at, given that uh, result for him as some people may be off. Sammy Watkins, if you need to know that, he was 52 in scoring overall. So well off the radar here as a wide receiver five here. Demarcus Robinson was a wide receiver seven here to 67 in scoring. So these guys are blips. I think, again, Hardman has an opportunity here with those two receivers uh, fading. And we should see a bump up certainly in his production and usage here. They have a little more trust in his uh, second year. So we'll talk about uh, the other parts of the Chiefs' offense, uh, namely what our expectations are for the running game and Travis Kelsey in the next segment. But first, got to tell you, make sure you're checking out the two great draft shows here on the network. If you need to catch up on uh, the action of the 2020 draft or look forward to the 2021 draft, they've got you covered. Those two shows are Draft Dudes and Locked on NFL Draft, straight from the Minds analysis of the Draft Network, a good group of scouting uh, evaluators there that uh, have done a good job and uh, kind of bring that to life in the podcast as well. So check that out here. Again, Locked on NFL Draft, Draft Dudes, two podcasts dedicated to the NFL Draft for you on the Locked on Network. We'll be right back here to uh, look again at the Chiefs running game and what we think Travis Kelsey is going to do here in 2020. All right, uh, let's continue where we left off. We looked at Mahomes in the receiving core. Not much changing there. A little bump up for Hardman, a little bump up for Hill. Uh, the other part of that uh, passing game we know is uh, Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey coming off the season as the number one ta- fantasy tight end. He had the most points there among any player. You look at uh, points per game, he was the first there. So points overall, points per game, however you slice it. He wins the race between him, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz. Here, points per game, Kittle is right there with him at 9.8 there, but only played 14 games. So Kelsey, a little bit more durable than Kittle. That's been the case here the past few years. Zach Ertz played 15 games. He had 8.5. Actually, the person closest to them over 15 games was Mark Andrews of the Ravens. So a little bit of shakeup. And then, of course, uh, Austin Hooper playing with the Falcons had uh, 9 points per game before he had a little injury issue himself. But again, Hooper now with Cleveland. So we'll see how that plays out as they make a transition there. A little bit of unknown there, but things stay the same with Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz. If all that's true, then uh, Kelsey is still the guy you're trusting as the number one tight end in fantasy football. I mean, spectacular season again for Kelsey. You can't uh, question uh, his consistency. It's just there. Sometimes the touchdowns are a little bit disappointing, but that's a little bit nitpicky. On Kelsey here. 
he produces like a wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. Here, you put look at the numbers, very consistent. He went from a 1336 receiving yards to 1229. He had uh, 103 receptions to 97. Very similar uh, target rates, 150 and 136. The one thing that changed for Kelsey was the touchdowns. They were 10 career high 2018 when Mahomes was lighting it up. Five, they were cut in half in 2019, but still Mahomes doing his thing. Those are excellent uh, numbers there when you look at points per game. If you kind of uh, translate that to a wide receiver production here with Travis Kelsey, I mean, you would look and say, and if you go down and uh, Michael Thomas was the number one receiver, how that creeps in, if you really need to know there with how his uh, value plays out, he would have uh, been around... uh, the 19th or 20th receiver in terms of points per game. So the equivalent of Keenan Allen or Allen Robinson at tight end, which is tremendous there to have that type of player from that position. So certainly above the mean there at the position he came through against George Kittle. The only difference is really the uh, being able to stay healthy for two more games. But there's no reason to think Travis Kelsey is going to have a drop-off. He's still pretty consistent. Behind him is Ricky Seals-Jones. They brought him in. Uh, changing up the backup situation. So Kelsey should still be the main man uh, right there with uh, Tyree Kill. Hardman, again, could eat into a little bit to Watkins and Robinson, but Kelsey Hill locked in as Mahomes' two go-to guys interchangeably. Pick your poison there with defenses on other teams. Now we've uh, kind of drum-rolled this to this a bit with this big change for the Chiefs, the one offensive skill change we're definitely going to be watching and that is the arrival of first-round pick Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield. And Damian Williams is a free agent here in 2021. He's kind of been a backup that's been elevated because of things that happened with Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware and Carlos Hyde and some things that haven't worked out there in front of him in Kansas City. Damian Williams, 10.1 points per game. Overall, he had a few things that slowed him down, but he was the... 34th scorer there in uh, terms of running backs and standard leagues last year, a little bit up up there in terms of uh, PPR. But when you you look at his value, I mean, he's a very good, versatile back. And look at him. He was just, if you look at the points per game at 10.1, he was just off on the cusp of being uh, RB2. So maybe not the numbers you exactly expected here. From what uh, Damon Williams provided, it looked like he was a big part of what they were doing consistently. But yeah, he credit him. He's a 28 year old. He's a former Dolphins backup. His uh, yards last year 498 yards there, rushing and five touchdowns. He also had 213 and two touchdowns there. So Damon Williams, a pretty uh, good year for him to get in that conversation at RB2. You it's a bit undervalued. I mean, people were like all over uh, him and saying he was overrated and wanted to go in a different direction. We didn't know what the Chiefs' backfield was going to do here overall. But uh, when you look at it there, I mean, not bad at all when you get 711 yards from scrimmage and seven touchdowns. LaShawn McCoy certainly cut into it with 646 and five. Now, McCoy, we know, is uh, not in the mix here for the Chiefs. So, it's uh, 
going to be interesting now without McCoy, where they go from here, and if their backfield can uh, give them a little bit more pop. So there are some yards to be had here when you look at it, when you combine those two players, they're uh, McCoy and Damian Williams. You had uh, 1,357 yards from scrimmage and 12 touchdowns. So that's very good for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here stepping in. He's got a big role. I mean, again, Williams is going to be 29, pushing 30 there as a free agent in 2021. So you expect uh, Edwards-Hilaire to have a big role. I don't think he gets enough credit. I think we sold him heavily as we were talking about running backs in the draft as this scat back, receiving type back who might have some limitations. I don't think that's the case. He's 5'8", 205 pounds. If you look at uh, some of the backs Andy Reid has had in the past, he likes these mighty mites, and he's uh, made it work uh, well. And I, I think player that you look at in that same vein is Brian Westbrook. Keep in mind, Westbrook a little bit bigger at 5'10", 203, but certainly Edwards Hilaire is pretty close to that kind of build, 5'8", 205. So when you consider that, I mean, Brian Westbrook, some of the seasons he had with Andy Reid in Philadelphia were pretty darn good. That's for sure. Yards from scrimmage. I mean, look at some of them when he first got in the league. I think uh, he kind of found his groove. His uh, best season there uh, with the Eagles was 2,104 yards from scrimmage, 12 TDs. He went uh, multiple touchdowns four times for the Eagles. Uh, had more than a 1,200 uh, yards from scrimmage in five consecutive seasons there for the Eagles. So uh, definitely the touches can be pretty high here when you look at it uh look at what brian westbrook he had uh, seasons of well over 300 carry touches i would just say twice uh so he again he's a guy that you look at overall that uh, was able to do the job in andy reed's offense and see a lot of pop there so receiving this guy's off the charts good so he might cut it a little bit to what they're doing but again i think a little bit of more hardman and edwards hilaire a little bit less of watkins and uh, Robinson behind uh, Hill and Kelsey in this pecking order. But Edward Solaire, they're going to find ways to get him in the open field. You don't use a first-round pick, luxury pick, a team that could have used a little more help at cornerback or maybe stash for the defensive line if they didn't think he could do something special in this offense immediately. So I think Williams is going to be out of luck. The production was okay there, pretty good. But uh, McCoy fading in here, uh, this is a great opportunity for Edward Solaire to carve out a strong potential RB1 role when you when you factor in that all those yards that were available 1357 and those 13 touchdowns that's quite a bit from the backfield and don't forget uh, you had uh, Darwin Thompson also pop in the end zone a few more yards there uh, 171 you had Spencer Ware 73 so there are some definite yards to have Darrell Williams don't forget 308 yards and four touchdowns so what an opportunity here for Edwards Hilaire to really be an awesome fantasy football stud. PPR regular, doesn't matter. He can be featured in this offense. We'll take our final look here at the Chiefs by considering what they have elsewhere, offensive line, defense, and support systems here, and how much uh, they can help or hurt this team. But uh, first, I got to tell you make sure you're checking out all the great team by team podcasts here on the Lockdown. Well, that work, the drafts in the books, again, all the insight and analysis there going forward, uh, how these teams are shaping up, the depth charts, uh, the roster shakeups here, uh, what that means for the outlook, you know, how do they fit all the new schemes of these teams. So we, we want to check it all out there, team-by-team team podcast there, whatever 
fan of whatever team you are, you can uh, check it out at Reality or Fantasy. We've got you covered on the Lockdown Network. We'll be right back here to uh, break down the rest of the Chiefs roster here as they defend Super Bowl 54. All right, uh, let's close the show. We've talked about uh, Patrick Mahomes having a nice extra bounce back working towards, but somewhere landing in the middle between his 2018 special season and his 2019 pretty solid follow-up there. I think it'll be somewhere in the middle. Uh, talked about uh, this receiving core where Michael Hardman could see a little bit more action here. Uh, also, uh, again, Travis Kelsey having another big year of the consistency, nothing to consider dropping off there. And, of course, looking at uh, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire transition as the feature back in this backfield clearing up from uh, some of the things they had post LaShawn McCoy with Darwin Thompson, Darrell Williams, some of these other backs. Edwards-Hilaire in the driver's seat to displace Damian Williams here in 2020. Now let's turn to this offensive line. I did think the Chiefs would uh, more address this offensive line in the draft, but they didn't, uh, except for getting Lucas Nyang. He's a developmental tackle. Here, but pretty good at the tackles. Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, really good at right guard. Lauren Duvernay, Tardif. But left guard, left and center, questionable spots here for the Chiefs. So we'll have to see if they can uh, improve and uh, be good there this season. Uh, they need to get better in the interior. There's potential for both Wiley and Ryder. But again, this is a good offensive line in terms of pass production. Fisher and Schwartz have been around for a long time. Hold down the edges here. Duvernay Tardif, as solid as they come. A rock there in the middle. Very good run blocker with athleticism. So, pretty good. I think it could have gotten better at left guard center. The Chiefs chose not to invest there. Partly is they didn't have a lot of salary cap room to make those improvements. I really thought they might look at Cesar Ruiz there in the draft. But the Saints got to him first. So, it made a lot of sense to uh, make that aggressive move instead for the running back. And Edward Solaire, uh, we know, is a big fantasy asset in the making for us because of that. But the offensive line does what it needs for Mahomes, does what it needs for the running game, as well as uh, the ability of Mahomes spread the field, the downfield action of this passing game, that's going to create running lanes as well. So, again, Wild Rider, we could like it better at uh, those two interior spots, but we'll take it here with their production. Now, when you look at uh, this uh, defense for the Chiefs, I mean, they had their value moments. I mean, it was definitely a big move going to Steve Spagnuolo last year going away from the Bob Sutton type of 3-4 that was giving up a lot of play. So you look at the Chiefs, I mean, they were a defense special teams. One last year, 8.5 points per game here, finished eighth overall. So they were definitely useful. I mean, uh, later in the season, uh, you couldn't uh, necessarily trust them streaming in uh, some matchups against better offenses. But overall, I mean, again, pretty solid uh, DST1 that you look at with the Chiefs. I mean, they did lose a little bit here, but uh, Chris Jones was uh, kept here. Uh, still similar pass rush with Flank Clark leading the way on the edge. Uh, a little bit more playmaking ability of the rookie Willie Gay Jr. at the weak side here. And the Hitchens still around David Williams. Uh, pretty good secondary, we know, that can make plays, led by the safeties, Teron Matthew. And Juan Thornhill should be coming back fully healthy from his knee injury to have a bigger impact. Build on that. Uh, the promise that he showed in his rookie year. So Thornhill and Matthew, as good as they come in terms of playmaking ability and the quotient there. Chavaris Ward is a special player rising at corner, I think. A little still weak at uh, the second corner. Brashad Breland was an okay player. Uh, they did not uh, bring back Kendall Fuller, who went on to the Redskins. So 
maybe a little tougher to get the interceptions there. But Matthew and Hill can make those plays. Gay can help certainly in the middle field. And then we know an excellent pass rush led by Jones on the inside and Clark on the outside with a little bit of depth loss. But I think this uh, Chiefs team, again, complementing the offense. They're going to be in position to tee off teams trying to catch up with Mahomes on the other side. We know the Raiders and Broncos and Chargers are all changing up things with their passing game. Have some uh, different looks at quarterback, around the quarterback. So that uh, is something you can look forward to the Chiefs uh, helping uh, take advantage of uh, teams trying to catch up with Patrick Mahomes still and making mistakes in uh, pass mode. You want teams to pass often if you want to get fancy points from your defense against it. And the Chiefs certainly force that happening with Mahomes and their explosive offense playing with leads in the second half. And I expect this defense, again, not to have too much of a drop-off individually. Still pretty good, minus a little depth here in 2020. So there you have it. There's a look, comprehensive look at the Chiefs post-2020 NFL draft that uh, would say that tomorrow we have to uh, get to our penultimate team that we'll talk about overall and also in this AFC West with the Las Vegas Raiders, right? So with uh, the move to Las Vegas, they jump ahead of the Los Angeles Chargers as a team we talk about first now here versus Oakland. So excited to talk about what they can do. I think this team has a lot of exciting prospects here in 2020 after a surprise uh, turnaround uh, quite a bit here in 2019. So I'm looking forward to that. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Fantasy Football. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NFL Draft. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.